Welcome to the Derek Prince Ministries podcast, helping you to grow stronger in God. For more than six decades, best-selling author and Bible teacher Derek Prince has been a source of inspiration for millions of believers around the world. You too can benefit from his compelling biblical insights. And now, Derek Prince. This week I'm going to continue and complete the theme that I've been following for the last two weeks, 12 Steps to a Good Year. Each of our 12 steps to a good year is taken from a sentence in the Epistle to the Hebrews, beginning with the words, Let us. So far we've looked at eight successive steps, which were 1. Let us fear 2. Let us be diligent 3. Let us hold fast our confession. 4. Let us draw near to the throne of grace. 5. Let us press on to maturity. 6. Let us draw near to the most holy place. 7. Let us hold fast our confession without wavering. 8. Let us consider one another. Let me urge you to remember my suggestion that as we go through these successive steps, you commit them to memory. Today we're going to look at the ninth step, which is found in the opening verses of Hebrews chapter 12. I'll read the first two verses of that chapter. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance, and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The step we're looking at today The ninth step is found there in verse 1. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. However, because of the circumstances of the English translation, I need to add a word of explanation about that verse. If I go back over the complete verse, it goes like this. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance, and then let us run with endurance the race. Now in the English translation there are two let us phrases in that one verse, which is perfectly legitimate translation. But it so happens that in the original Greek the first phrase, lay aside every encumbrance, is not in that form in the original. It's a participle which goes, laying aside every encumbrance, let us run with endurance the race. So the real let us phrase on which we need to focus in that verse is let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You see, there and elsewhere in the New Testament, the Christian life is compared to a race. This implies a specific course marked out before us in advance, and success in the Christian life consists in completing the course in accordance with the rules of the competition. 
I want to point out to you in my talk today, in the light of the fact that we are confronted with this race that is set before us, four requirements for success in the race. Each one of these requirements is found in the New Testament. The first requirement is a right mental attitude. And this is exemplified by the words of Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14, where speaking about his relationship to Jesus Christ, he says this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. You see, Paul had a specific objective. He says somewhere else, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he didn't run aimlessly. He had an aim before him. He knew what the goal was. This determined his mental attitude. Then he goes on to say, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect or complete, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. He has the vision that Christ laid hold of him for a purpose and that the fulfilling of that purpose means he has to relate to the purpose. He has to be determined that the purpose of Christ will become his purpose. He continues again, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You'll notice that the phrase, I press on, occurs twice. And I believe that's the mental attitude that you and I need to share. I press on. I have a goal. I haven't arrived, but I know where I'm headed. The last time he uses the phrase, he says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There is a reward for those who successfully complete the race. Let's always bear the goal in mind, and let's remember that we don't want to lose our God-appointed reward. The second condition for success in this race is self-control. And this is illustrated again by the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 25. Again, he compares the Christian life to competing in an athletic contest. I think it's a really good parallel and one that's vivid for us today because we are so often confronted with this theme of athletic contests in the newspapers and on television. So it's very vivid for us and the, the same principles still apply. So Paul again speaks about the race. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25, he says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. That's an objective. And then he goes on to state this second condition. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, that's the prize, but we an imperishable wreath. So if we're going to win the prize, if we're going to win the race, we've got to meet the condition of self-control. This is so obvious, I think, from athletics. Every athlete who succeeds in world athletics today has to exercise the most rigorous self-control. 
He has to go into training, as we say. He has to control what he eats. He has to control when he sleeps. He has to control the amount of exercise he takes. And he also has to control his psychology. He has to build up the right kind of attitude. He can't give way to negative thoughts. He's got to go into that race with a positive attitude that he's going to achieve victory. All this is equally true for us as Christians in our race. We cannot win the race without self-control. The third condition for victory in this race is stated in the verse in Hebrews 12, 1 that we've already read. It is endurance. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is one quality which is essential in Christian character if we're going to achieve real spiritual success and fulfillment. We have to cultivate endurance. What's the opposite of endurance? I think it's giving up or quitting. Christians cannot afford to be quitters. When God commits us to something, we've got to set our face and go through with it. There's a close relationship between self-control and endurance. That's why I put them in that order. Because in actual fact, without self-control, we won't achieve endurance. We've got to master our weaknesses. Otherwise, every time we're tested in the area of endurance, some kind of weakness, emotional, psychological, physical, will get us down and we'll give up just at the point where we should have been holding on and enduring. The fourth condition for success is to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. And this is stated in the next verse of Hebrews 12, verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, and so on. So that condition is we've got to look to Jesus. In other words, we can't run the race in self-reliance. Looking to Jesus means he's our example. We put our confidence in him. He's the author, the beginning of our faith. He's the perfecter, the one who'll bring us through to victory. Now let me, in closing, read you the testimony of a victor, the Apostle Paul. This is what he says in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul knew he'd won the race. He'd finished the course, and he knew the prize was there waiting for him. That's a glorious testimony, isn't it? And it can be your testimony and my testimony if we'll meet the conditions. There are men and women today in the world, I've known a number, of whom the same was true. I've seen them complete their course, and they could say like Paul, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the course, I've kept the faith. Thank you for listening. For more inspiring teaching, visit our website at dpmuk.org forward slash podcast. And like our page at facebook.com forward slash dpmuk to join our online community. Derek Prince, teaching you can trust.